So what we're going to do tonight is we're going to take a little break from Genesis. And it's not really a break from Genesis because we're still going to talk about it. But I don't know, has Genesis gotten dark or weird to anybody else? Yes. And so today we are going to take a little step back and lift our eyes and look back about all the things kind of that we've talked about that the Lord has put on our minds and just think about what he has invited us to. What has he taught us so far this semester? Because there's just a time when we need to remember and to reflect and to take some time and to um, just put ourselves before the Lord. And so we are going tonight, we're going to worship, and we're going to do a Lectio. And so Kathy is going to do the Lectio. Lee is going to lead us in worship. And um, Kathy will explain what the Lectio is. She will walk you through it so you don't have to go, I've never done this. I have no idea what's going on. Kathy's going to tell you, and it's going to be amazing. You don't need anything. You don't need your Bibles. You just need yourself, your chair, your feet if you want to stand, and the Lord, and he's already here. And so Leah's going to be leading us in worship, and I'm going to go ahead and invite her up and tell you about Leah. She is one of our staff members here at IBC. She's on our youth team as a youth coordinator, and worship has been part of Leah's life. She was telling me probably since she was about five years old, and it has just been a vital part of her life. And I have sat under um, Leah's worship leading several times now, and I continue to be blessed by her. And her passion is through is relationship um, through worship and to lean more into the transforming work of God through both of those things. And so I'm really excited she's going to be leading us tonight. She has become a friend and my favorite thing that Leah and I experienced together is making fun of each other and being snarky. Um, because if you can't have fun with somebody, right? And so I'm just really thankful that you're here tonight, Leah. Thank you for saying yes. She came to me at the beginning of the semester and said, would you like me to come lead worship at Women's Bible Study? And I was like, yes, absolutely, 100%. And so tonight we're going to worship. And to get us into that mindset, we want to just revisit the things that we talked about this week with Jacob and Esau. So if, remember, if we remember Jacob and where he was coming from, he was trying so hard to demonstrate his wealth and his power, his competency, everything to Esau. He was trying to be impressive. He was trying to show all that he's got. And then he ends up wrestling with God and he walks away with a limp. In trying to show his prosperity to his enemies and to Esau, God blesses Jacob. But that blessing is actually the limp that he's actually walking away from this blessing a little more crippled. God took the one thing that Jacob thought he could lean on, and that was just his impressiveness, and he took it away from him. And now Jacob is in this place of humility, this place of knowing that he had been touched by God, and touched actually means just a little bit of suffering, because he had always tried to make himself self-sufficient. He had always tried to do it himself, but now... Now what's happening is God has renamed him and renamed him not just for himself, right? He's being renamed Israel, but he's being renamed for all of those who will come after him. He is being renamed for the future and the prosperity of what God is calling him to. God delivered him. And what we can see is that God's deliverance is always a deliverance into greater dependence on God. 
His deliverance isn't into independence. He will deliver us into more dependence upon him. And Jacob walks away from wrestling with God with more dependence. And when we look at Israel as we go forward, when they depend on God, things go really well for them. And when they depend on themselves, well, as you see, it has not gone well for them. But they can now look back, the readers of this, and they can look back and go, we're people of Israel. This is our namesake. We're coming after Jacob, who was named Israel. We're named after him. And so they're aware that they are a delivered people. And we are aware that we are a delivered people. You see, as Christians, as followers of Christ, we don't, we don't walk with a swagger because most of us have probably been through some form of suffering. We have had to experience that with the Lord. If, if, if we knew what it would be like when we signed up to follow Christ, we probably would not have chosen what was coming. We probably, if we knew that we were going to have to surrender a lot of ourselves, we probably would have just not chosen that and walked away. But you see, here's the thing with following Christ is, is weakness is a part of who we are. We can't outrun our weakness. We can't outfight our weakness. We can't outmuscle our weakness. It will always be with us. And we think that setting aside weakness is a sign of strength. But as followers of Christ, as I get more and more into scripture, as I begin to learn more and more about the character of God, all I realize is I am more and more weak. I am more and more of a failure. But the Lord is the one who is strong. And so just like Jacob, we are called to set aside ourselves. We need to embrace the weakness. And we see through Jacob's life, he is learning. He is forced to embrace weakness because he could no longer rely on himself. And it wasn't worth it anymore. And so friends, when we have an encounter with God, just like Jacob, God's going to break us of our self-reliance. He's going to bless us, and he's going to rename us. And we know this because this is what it was like in the incarnation. When Jesus came, he came to be broken, to receive the blessing, and then to be renamed the name above all names. And the difference is Jesus willingly took on weakness and surrendered his strength. Jacob's weakness had to be wrestled from him. Jacob's had to be taken away, but Christ came and gave it willingly so that we might be reconciled to the Father. And so what God reveals to us is our need of him and our need that we don't need ourselves, but we need him desperately. And the thing with Jacob is reconciliation with Esau could not have happened if he had not been humbled by the Lord, if he had not experienced humility and brokenness, if he hadn't walked away with a limp, he wouldn't have been ready for that reconciliation with Esau. But because of his encounter with God, he could reconcile with his brother. And so what we know is that when we are reconciled with God, it is not just for this, but there is a this. That we are called to reconcile with our sisters, with our community, with our family, with our friends. And that reconciliation is what Christ is calling us to. 
to bring together the people, to make the Lord's name great, to point out that fellow image bearers, we are worthy of this reconciliation with one another because of this first reconciliation that happened with the Savior. And so today we're going to focus on that reconciliation. We're going to focus on the so that. We're reconciled with the Father so that. So that we can be reconcilers. And so let's begin in worship. And with that, I'm going to turn it over to Leah, and she can give us some instructions for the night. If you guys would stand with me, we're going to worship together. Um, As I was preparing for this, uh, the reconciliation we have uh, with God is incredible, and we don't deserve the ability to have a relationship with him. And the thing that fuels that relationship is his love for us, and I was just struck with uh, the magnitude of God's love for us. So this first song should be familiar to you, and it's it's just about the love of God. And I would love if you would join me in worshiping our God together. So 
drawn to redemption by the grace in his eyes if his grace is an ocean we're all sinking so heaven meets earth like an unforeseen kiss in my engage in Lectio Divina tonight. Um, some of you may be familiar with it. To others, it might be new. Am I on there? Okay. Lectio is a way of prayer, a way of praying that begins with our silence. We often make the mistake of thinking that prayer is about what we say to God, but actually it's the other way around. God wants to speak to us, and he does this through his word. So don't worry about what to say. Don't worry if nothing jumps out at you at first. And don't worry if your mind wanders. Just gently bring it back into focus. God is patient. He will wait for the opportunity to get in. He will give you a word or a phrase and lead you to the understanding of what it means for you today. The passage for today is um, 2 Corinthians 5, 14 through 20. 
So I w- I'm going to read the passage three times. You'll have a few minutes after each reading to silently engage with the scripture passage. So let's begin. Make sure you are sitting comfortably, so you might want to adjust in your chair a little bit. Put your feet on the floor, rest your hands on the table or on your lap. Close your eyes and breathe in slowly and deeply. Breathe in again, slowly, and exhale. Embrace the stillness with God, and ask God to speak to you through his word. As the passage is read this first time, listen for a word or phrase that attracts you. Allow it to rise from the passage as if it is God's word just for you today. Then sit in silence with that word or phrase. 2 Corinthians 5, 14 through 20. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all And therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though once we we regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God.
as you listen to the passage for a second time, ask how this word or phrase speaks to your life and why it has connected with you. Ponder it carefully. As you sit in silence, think of, about what this word or phrase says to you. What might be God's reason for bringing this to the surface? For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So, from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. As the passage is read for the last time, consider what Christ is whispering to you. What might his invitation be? Is there a step he's inviting you to take? In this silence, pray for the Spirit to plant this word in your heart. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though once we regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. 
All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. to think about um, Jesus's death and resurrection. If it was not for his death and resurrection, reconciliation with God would not be possible. Um, Our sin had separated us from God entirely, and because of God's love, because of Jesus's sacrifice on the cross, uh, reconciliation was made possible again. Um, If you know this song, I would love for you to join. If you don't, just think about the words. The words are so good. So let's worship together. to give me 
to leave this place and forget exactly what he has said to us. And so we're going to take a few moments, um, a couple minutes, give you some time to maybe journal that, to reflect, to write. Some of you have already done that. I've been watching you in the back. It is clear that the Lord has things to say to you. And so we want to give you an opportunity to write those down, to reflect, to journal if you want to do that. If you want to just continue to sit in silence, you can do that too. But what is the Lord inviting you to? What is he telling you? Is there a step you need to take? Is there an act of surrender you need to make? What is the Lord inviting you into? We'll give you a few minutes, and then Leah will continue to lead us in worship. So take this time now.
you guys stand with me as we close in worship for the night? Such an awesome God, so mighty, so holy, so wonderful. You're such an awesome God, so selfless, so generous, so faithful you Such an awesome God, so, so.
generous, so faithful you are. Let's sing that one last time. I want to hear your voice, Liz. Let's praise the Lord. Such an awesome God, so join me as we close in saying the Lord's Prayer together, and it is on the screen for you. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Has it been a good day? Amen. Can we thank Leah for being here? Thank you, Leah. Y'all have a wonderful week. See you next week with Dinah and Shechem.